Hey, what's going on, Clipper folks? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media people. Oh, who yeah. Bringing your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Every day, 7 a.m., Monday through Friday, it drops. That's right, Locked on Clippers. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. It's my favorite day of the week. Oh, yeah. Twitter Tuesday. Uh, every single Monday, we send out a prompt on Twitter. Uh, that's at Locked on Clips. If you're not already following, please do. We'd love to engage with you. Uh, asking for questions, you send them in. We read them on air. So thank you so much to everybody who sent those in ahead of time. Got some heavy ones this week. We got some great stuff. We, yeah, we have. We got a bunch of what we picked. Like there are some really great questions. So we picked the heaviest ones this week. There's some good stuff in there. And then uh, in segment two, you know, with things going so well right now, <laughs> yeah, it is important. From time to time to take off the rose-colored glasses. For sure. Uh, so we got to talk about some team weaknesses. Yep. Uh, what we think, some things that might pop up uh, as the season progresses. And certainly we'll talk We'll talk a little bit about playoffs. Mm -hmm. A little, little premature to talk what too much about it. What we can figure out, yeah. Uh, and then in shavings, which if you're new to the show, it's just kind of where we wrap up everything else. Uh, we're going to talk about how fast the season is flying by uh, and some other great Clippers stuff. So oh, stay yeah. tuned for all of that and more coming up. Right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So again, welcome to Twitter Tuesday. Thank you to everyone who sent these questions in at Locked On Clips. We're going to get right to it. At Mr. Flakes 11, do you guys think there will be any roster trades or additions before the season ends? Personally, I think we have a good team. Maybe another 3 and D guy would be nice, but I'm not stressing. We got a couple questions about trades on this one. But I mean, I mean, as of right now, we're recording this on January 18th at 4.54 p.m. There's not a trade that puts us any closer to what we think this team is going to be because there's still some things getting worked out on the defensive end, obviously, than before that trade, right? Like, there's, there's not an actual move, a real trade move, that like vaults us into some other sphere that we're not already in in terms of expectations and ability as a team. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with you. I, it's just difficult to me. I mean, obviously, you know, Lou Williams has had some kind of downplay recently. Yeah, uh, and and you got the injury, but Pat, if he hasn't proved to you yet that he's an indispensable <laughs> part of this team, I don't know what more he needs to do. Yeah, he constantly leads the team in best plus minus for sure. Like, and while the numbers aren't there, the impact is clearly there. Yeah, whether you believe in that stat or not, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you, momentum to and the vibe, I, whatever. Yeah, yeah, to the eye test. I mean, he's still kind of uh, inseparable. Uh, and then I, I'm struggling to kind of go down the roster to see who's who's really movable. You could maybe move Zoo, but you have to package something else if you're getting yeah. Because then we're down another center, so we're just committing to small ball, right? And then yeah, and then what's the move? I mean, I guess you go PJ Tucker or something like that. But in the Western Conference, can you like really... that's basically Lou for PJ Tucker? Yeah, yeah. Can or you... Zoo and Man. So it's like, and can you really afford? in the Western Conference to lose that kind of size at the five, yeah. I don't know that you can. And Serge is still kind of, we're going to talk about a little bit in the next segment, but like the center play has not been good for the Clippers really, consistently. Yeah. So I think shaking that up just seems difficult too because like Zoo has to be probably included or Bev, but then like you said, that's just too big of a loss. I just don't see a trade that puts, I just can't think of one. I know that a every, rational one yes, that the other team would yes, also do. <laughs> totally, totally. And I know a lot of people um, said there are still some concerns about the guard thing. And, and once again, it's just a situation where we're in a spot where I'm not seeing a super clear upgrade 
given the pieces that we have. I mean, maybe if you package Kennard and Lou. Because who's going to average more assists, right? Like Kawhi's at six right now a game. PG's at five. Yeah. So you want our point guard to average more and take the ball out of their hands when Ty Lue has given them the keys, so to speak, for how the whole thing kind of runs? I mean, it, yeah, it'd have to be someone who's functioning as a larger piece of that second unit yeah, versus running with the starters. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, like, do we want to give up our only youth piece? <laughs> yeah. And Lou, I mean, I don't know. Like, There's there's a lot. R- right now, I'm not seeing it. feels too messy. I, I'm not seeing it. But give it another 10, maybe. Give it another 10 games. For sure. Uh, and, and maybe I'll have a better answer. Yeah. Um, at Clippers Content, which everyone should go follow this account. It's leading it's the charge time. for weird Clippers Twitter, which it's is start, which is starting to bubble up a little bit more, which I like. Um, he was asking, they, excuse me, were asking about the Kevin Porter Jr. pickup. We got a bunch of questions about that. Okay. I mean, so Kevin Porter Jr., he's got a lot going on outside of basketball that needs to be addressed Yeah. for his own benefit. You know, like it just seems like there's a lot of stuff going on that he needs help with. And, you know, we all need help with stuff. But I just don't see it as a player that the Clippers would pick up right now. Look. It's sad. On-court stuff only, really interesting fit. We need some We need some kind of depth at the wing on that second unit. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he's kind of a swingman. Slotting him in at the three, I think next to Morris uh, and, and Zoo is, like, is very interesting. Uh, but you just can't. Right now, you cannot separate the off-court stuff yeah. from his production on court. Yeah. Um, and clearly, there's some serious issues there. Like, I'm, I'm not dogging on the guy or anything. Of course not. I think he's got some serious kind of stuff going on. People need help sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's got to get sorted out. And we just, we finally figured out the locker room. I yeah. feel like from if you're the, the Clippers and you're looking at it from that standpoint, it's like, this doesn't, this doesn't, the benefit is obviously not worth what would maybe happen. Well, and I mean, going back to the last question, too, that has to factor into any trade at this point. Very good point. 100%. <laughs> um, Man like Darbs on Twitter, not sure what that means. Apologize if it's offensive. Said the Clips next seven games uh, to the end of January are all against sub 500 teams. Do you think they'll go at least six and one to be 17 and five or 18 and four and finally get some love by the time they face the Nets in the first game of February? Seems like so many Clippers haters out there at the moment. Clippers haters are always going to be there, yeah, as we know. Um, but so the next opponents are Kings, the Thunder twice. The Hawks, the Heat, the Magic, the Knicks. So the Heat play better than their record, I think, obviously. Like, they're a sub-500 team, but they're not. Yeah. As much of a sub-500 team as, like, the Magic. I feel like the Hawks, they have enough depth that they could come out and surprise you depending on where they slot into your schedule. Yeah. Um, But other than that, I mean, I could see us going 5-2. and It's entirely possible to go 5-2 and through this stretch. Yeah, definitely. You won't bet six and one though. I will never. I will not bet six and one. Mostly because I think the Thunder. It might be hard to just beat them twice back to back. Yeah, that's a good call. Just how it during goes. the regular season. Know. Yeah, it, it you know it depends. On I didn't it. check if any of these are back to backs either because we don't know what might happen. You know, lose maybe still out. But I think five and two is completely rational to think that that could happen. I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. <laughs> People who bet. <laughs> um. I think so. I I think that five and two should definitely be attainable. And Knicks are going to be a problem. They're big. They play inside. Yeah. Like they seem to be playing well. <laughs> yeah. Even with the absence of Lou Will, I mean, I think the amount of talent that we have should be enough to to vault us into five and two against these teams. But you know, you never know, man. You, like yeah. Once again, the how these games uh, work out schedule wise. 
with the travel and the back-to-back. I, I don't know. It's but I like it. But it's I like fa- it. It's a, it's a, we talked about this when the schedule came out. This is the most favorable part of our schedule right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and definitely. we can absolutely take advantage of it, which is great. Um, at Darren underscore J96 asks, now that we've seen Morris back, do we expect him to move back to the starting unit soon, or will Ty keep him with the bench guys? Personally, I prefer his shot making and grit with the second unit. Great great question, Darren. Great question, Darren. I, I mean, I would have to agree with you. I, I, I love the idea of Morris being on that bench. You could just get to utilize everything that's good about Morris, right? Like, yeah. the, defensively, he needs to help shore that second unit <laughs> yeah, up, for right? Sure. Uh, offensively, he gets a lot more room to kind of play loose and wild. So I think You get that, less like, upset when he's... Because they're all... Like, so for all the good things he can do on the second unit, some of the bad stuff can kind of rear its head, too. But it's not as detrimental. Definitely. But I think, like, to me, the the quote-unquote bad stuff for Morris is like, you know, being a little too ball-dominant, yeah. maybe taking Long some shots two, that yeah. aren't my favorite. For sure. Uh, but on the second unit, I'm kind of less worried about that than those types of possessions when Kawhi and Paul George are on the floor. 100%. So I think that that also plays into his staggered time with the starters yeah. being like, I, I mean... Look, man, I, I've been really impressed with the way he's slotted into the role since he's come to this team. Oh, it's been great. Uh, I, I think that he's kind of – we talked about this maybe even on the last episode, but I think he's probably rehabilitated his image. He absolutely um, has. As, you know, as a and very there's a very clear teammate. subtraction from the team that made his image better, which, yeah. <laughs> unless he personally makes the argument to the coaching staff that he wants to be back yeah. in the starting unit – I'm kind of happy with the way rotation. He wants to right win. Yeah. If it's working, Marcus Morris seems fine with it. Same with Nikola Batum. Yeah. We have the best possible backup four slash starting four situation right now for this Clippers team. And can I just pose this question too? Yes, real quick. If you're on a championship team, yeah. what's the difference between the for starting sure. unit and the bench? Yeah. Truly, Everything gets shorter in the, the playoffs, difference? and you're part of that eight-man rotation no matter what if you're Marcus Morris. Yeah. So you're going to contribute, especially with Ty Lue and his staggering. Man, what a great time to be a Clippers fan, specifically right now. Um, coming up, we're going to be taking a bit of a different tone. We're talking team weaknesses, because there are a couple. Just some weird things here and there. Eight. But some also good things we're going to talk about. Uh, but first, we have to give a shout-out to betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? Are yes. we, truly? This is something <laughs> I ask myself every single day. College football heads in the bowl season. There's some big matchups. Uh hope you won on Alabama. If you bet the favorites, you probably did. It's kind of difficult to lose when you bet on Alabama. Um, NFL regular season is done and the playoffs are heated. Hey, I lost a couple bucks on the Ravens. Know a couple other people who did too. Shout out Justin Tucker for that one. Uh, but there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust to bet. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh... You know, if you're looking at the Clippers, I said to take the Clippers for the under against the Kings. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, we were dead wrong about that. Way wrong on that one. So don't listen to us. Do the opposite of what we say. You'll probably win a couple extra bucks. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so now we have to... Do we want to address this last Twitter Tuesday question before we get into this? Oh, yeah, I missed this. Go for it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. Uh, So, uh, one more Twitter Tuesday question before we get into team weaknesses. Great question to kick this segment off. Zambrizi asks, have you seen any improvements with the bench while Lou has been out the last two games? I think only individually. So, I think Kennard just looks a little more confident, which I don't know if that's a product of Lou not being there because Ty was kind of doing his best to stagger those two before right like he was kind of choosing between luke and lou which is 
probably come playoff time. Well, except for when we had some three yard lineups. Right, but that was the ten. You know, that was the ten game thing. Um, I don't know if there's a bunch of improvements with Lou off with Lou out right now. Um, A thirty eight point win is difficult to figure out the improvement and kind of destroying the Pacers in that third. It's hard to judge. Yeah, yeah. I I would say the the data selection is a little too small. Um, But it is worth noting. Morris and Kennard have had their best games as Clippers. Oh, wow. Uh, Are you stirring the pot right now? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man, heat coming off. Uh, what am I putting up to right now? Um. So, I mean, <laughs> like you brought up, uh, it's hard to gauge some of the second unit stuff. Overall, we're playing really well. What do you think are the biggest weaknesses right now facing the Clippers or things that you are worried could pop up? So we're going to come back down to earth at some point with this shooting. Absolutely. It has to Absolutely. Um, Shane Young wrote a great column for Forbes. Go read it, please. Fantastic follow. Uh, the Clippers have a 68.8% effective field goal percentage on catch-and-shoot looks, which is more than five percentage points higher than second place. That's going to come back down to earth. 430 of the Clippers' 491 three-point attempts have been open or, quote-unquote, wide open. So this is... Which I love... Yeah. But the percentage from that is going to go down at some point, right? Like, we're not, we're probably not going to shoot 40% as a team from three for the season. We might be close to it. But then it come, it kind of comes into, I guess, not my biggest concern. It's where the where the other point's going to come from. Because we're blowing teams out when we're scoring them. You know what I mean? But, like, we got to be able to grit and get these buckets when shots aren't falling, which we haven't even really seen yet, other than a 50 point destruction by the Mavs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to fall back to earth. Absolutely. Like, I can't argue that at all. Um, but <laughs> Or it gets better, and I'm totally wrong, and it's great. But I think the most encouraging takeaway from, from all of this great data, thank you, Shane Young, 430 out of 491 three-point attempts being wide open pretty absurd. or open, that to me is something that's sustainable. Yeah. For sure. The ball movement is sustainable. Um, the the ball movement is sustainable. The amount of bodies that Paul George and Kawhi are going to attract and, yeah. and Morris when he's staggered in with there, I think is very real. And Surge I, if he's hitting hot. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and I don't see that changing. Yeah. So that does give me a little bit of confidence uh, in terms of the three-point shooting. Yeah. Even if we do regress to the means still the wide openness of the looks will prevent you know a complete bottoming just out. totally sucking yeah. yeah that's a good call but i gotta agree with you on the second point i mean we've talked about this and it's going to be one of the things to watch all season long how do we ride that fine line between you know op- elite three-point shooting yeah optimizing <laughs> our three-point attempts um while if shots aren't falling how can we play north south how can we you know get to the rim uh, and, and get to the line because yeah. certainly that has been a dramatic a, a 180 essentially from last 100%. season to this season. Kawhi's averaging the most free throw attempts per game at 5.4, which is very low. Um, another thing, the rebounding total numbers. We're 30th in total rebounds per game. Yes. But that's the thing. So there, we're gonna, there's a theme with these stats. Is it like we're not good at a lot of these stats, but we're encouraging in these areas where you're like, okay, this is all good process. I, I say that with kind of a confused, upset voice, but I'm confused because I'm like, this is good in the long run, but it's kind of like weirdly 
cobbled together right now because they're not doing the other things well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love how the team is playing, but like, it's weird to see that we're 30th in total rebounds, but we're top 10 in defensive rebounding percentage. Yes. So it's like this weird balance. Yeah, because I mean, to the eye test, I would say that it is a deficiency. Yeah. Um, at, at times, you know, for at, sure. At, at times, I thought we did a great. I thought we did a great job in that Pacers game. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, to to the eye, it has seemed to me that defensive rebounding is a bit of a problem. But these stats are certainly, I, I mean, they're reassuring. Well, it, once again, another trend to watch. If if that number of total rebounds isn't increasing, yeah, um, you know, then I guess you worry a little bit more about it. Because um, then, like, yeah, like that percentage is probably going to go down at some point. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just pretty odd. And then, just real quick, and then because we're talking about the defense next, which I think is probably a lot of people's biggest issue. Just straight up field goal attempts. We're twenty eighth in field goal attempts per game. I'm fine with it. When the percentage is there, it's fantastic because we're obviously number one in three-point percentage. Uh, we're number four in field goal percentage. Number one half-court offense in the NBA. Absolutely. But, like, these are things where it's like I want to see what happens when these when the percentages start to catch up with us a bit. So let's talk about the defense. Yeah, let's talk about the defense. I, I So the thing with the defense that's bothered me is obviously we have an elite personnel. Yeah. We have seen some stretches that look very, very promising – Kind of top to bottom, to be perfectly honest. Absolutely, the third quarter's last two games, yeah. Um, so so that has been great. But uh, as you know, we're, we if you listen to the show, we are just outside of the bottom ten in defensive rating. Which, granted, there is an outlier. Game. Early season, like I'm pretty sure the Knicks are in the top ten. Like there's yeah. some weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there's some troubling things. Yeah, like we are allowing opponents to shoot about 47 percent overall field goal percentage. Yeah. That's bottom 10. Okay. Uh, so that's not great from a percentage standpoint. Um, we are doing a pretty good job, though, defending from three. We're holding opponents to 36% uh, from three, which is, you know, that's about average. dead. It's like yeah. average. Yeah, it's like dead middle of the league. Which is fine. But on the other side, because I feel like with all of these, there's another side. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's all about perspective, you know. We are doing a really good job of uh, – keeping opponents from scoring outside of the paint. Yeah. So when they are getting looks, they're getting high percentage looks, but we're only allowing opponents to score around 43 points per game in the paint, which is top five. This is that weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, we're, you know, we're defending from three, average. We're giving them the shots. Yeah. But they're just, part of it is that they're not hitting them. Yes. Um... Which, you know, is worrisome. Yeah, but part of it is also that we just have really good personnel. So I guess it's good that it's looking like this right now. Yeah. Where the stats are kind of confusing. Because it still is like a murky period. Definitely. The defense is way behind the offense. Oh, 100%. Pretty clearly. 100%. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Uh, the defense is markedly uh, further behind than the offense. But I think the turnovers have worried a lot of people too. Yeah. Especially Paul George's assist turnover ratio has. has he's not he's working good. on it's it. Like you know. It's like yeah. one to one. <laughs> uh, but despite the turnover situation, um, we're not giving up a lot of points off yeah. of those turnovers. Only about 16 points a game. That's good for top 10 in the NBA. That's the that's another weird stat thing where you're like, well, shit. Okay, people aren't scoring on us off the TOs. And only giving up 16 points on about 14 turnovers per game tells me. 
that the ability is there to be like an elite fast break defense. Nice. Uh, okay. You know, like the, they There's can clearly hope. get out and run in front of these yeah. other teams. Um, oh man, I just I'm instantly thought of that. Uh, that charge Pat Bev took. Yeah. The there you go. Uh, so I mean, like it, it's definitely a mixed bag. Uh, I would say to the eye needs work for sure. And then real quick. I don't think there's any like playoff things we can figure out right now about this defense in terms of weaknesses because we're still working on finding a de- defensive like system smoothness. You know what I mean? And I still think that we're a little bit too far from realistic seeding to kind of contemplate opponents. really figure out what. Yeah, like I mean, Denver's horrible right now, so it's like what's going to look like that. Um, let us know if you think you're confident in the the fixes that need to be made being made at Lockdown Clips. I personally am. Tyloo's been tinkering so much. I'm all for it. Yeah, I I think we'll get different effort, too, on a night-in, night-out basis. 100%. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking how fast the season is going, as well as the campaign for the Clippers to go back to the shadows, maybe being successful. But first, Will, talk to me about auto parts. What is the deal with them? All right, so here's the thing. Uh, there's so many makes and models of cars right now, it's impossible to stock all the parts that you would need in a traditional chain storefront. That checks out. So why would you even endure the pointless or intimidating questioning, you know, is your Odyssey an LX? Is uh, EX is it a PDX? No. Uh, and and why would you want to wait for the counterman to order the parts on his computer, choosing the brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at your home and in your pocket. Uh, the great thing about RockAuto.com is they're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, so you can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or a daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. What I love about rockauto.com is the catalog is really easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands and specifications, even the prices that you prefer. Best of all, speaking of prices, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same price? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, welcome to Shavings. Hey. Just talking a bunch of random stuff here and there. Does it feel like this season is going fast as hell? It really does. Right? Like, and I, that's this isn't a thing about how the league's handling COVID or anything like that. Maybe it is because we haven't had any of our games postponed. But this is like the fact, it just feels like we're just like, all right, we hit the ground running as hard as we could. I mean, we're over, aren't we like over halfway through the released schedule thus far? I mean, we're like 20% of the way through the season for the Clips. I know, but remember, they only released like 25 oh, right. games and we're almost to like game 15. Uh, so I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I do feel uh, <laughs> as though it is going by super, super fast. I think it helps if the Clippers are playing well. Yeah, 100%. Is that we don't have any like slog of like we haven't ha- we've only had one losing streak or whatever it is. Um, but I think it's good. Kind of something going into that. Rachel Nichols and ESPN, mostly ESPN as a whole, still for some reason are talking about the Clippers chemistry issues. Yes. Oh, and just Go a, ahead. sorry, no, just yeah, a yeah. side note, there's 24 games left on the schedule. Okay, yeah. That's been released so far. Jesus. So. All right. Yeah, Lord knows when they're going to shove in all those other postponed games. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> bringing it back, Rachel Nichols 
and but, ESPN. Still talking about our chemistry issues. Those are pretty much gone. Is this a sign that we are maybe back to the shadows? Yes. Which is where we wanted to be. Well, I like that no one's talking about the fact that the Clippers just went 4-0 and absolutely destroying right now. I like that that's not being talked about. So here's the thing. I, I think that all season long, we're going to have to be the team that proves it. Um, yeah, for sure. Because that, everyone else said we didn't want to prove it last year, even though they were the ones saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of those Bastards. things. I, I do think, you know, we talked about the strength of schedule through this stretch hasn't been like the most challenging opponents yeah. necessarily. So I, I think that that ties into it a little bit too. Um, but, you know, we, we keep this win streak going. Um who knows? Maybe maybe the dialogue could change. I, I think. I hope a, it stays the same. I, I think it's a situation, though, if you're a Clippers fan, where from national media outlets, it kind of seems like no news is good news. Exactly. I don't care what the national ESPN, what the large things have to say about us, because they're always wrong for the most part, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it really is. And like, you know, they I mean, about, even last season. <laughs> yeah, like, do we need a point guard? All this other stuff. It's just, I love that we're still somehow good and under the radar. Yeah. Um, which has been great. Which is exactly what we needed to do this season, man. Yes. I, like I said, we needed to prove it, but like even more than that, like we got to punch the clock in and out and like just take yeah. care of business. The only billboard we need is the one that LOL WTF Eric made, which counts Kawhi Leonard's assists. Yes. And it just keeps going up. Um, quick update. Batum Battalion contest still absolutely on. Yeah. Send those submissions into at Locked on Clips or shavings.podcast at gmail.com. We're picking a winner on Friday's episode. Whoa. Not a lot of time left. Um, so yeah, there's going to be like shirts, going to be like 20 of them. And then we're just going to hide them around the city <laughs> and everyone can find them. Um, no, we'll figure something out with that. Uh, we're going to be giving away either way. Wednesday's episode, we're going to have a What You Say Wednesday poll on Twitter, a preview of the game against the Kings, which hopefully goes exactly like the last time we played the Kings. That's right. Uh, and then of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, they can. Where can these people leave reviews for us if they really want to? Uh, you can. The only place I think you can really leave reviews is on iTunes or the podcast app. So yeah. please do that if you haven't already. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, which you should, it really helps us out. You can do that again at iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for rocking with us. 7 a.m. Monday yes. through Friday, we're here. It drops, and it's out all day. It's not you know, like a limited drop, which you might start doing. You might start taking these things down at 8.15 in the morning. Uh, Replacing it with white noise. <laughs> yeah, just just static with ads. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. As always, we appreciate you.